Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Thank you for joining the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin. I'm here with my good friend and fellow youth pastor, Gavin Espinoza. Gavin, thanks for hanging out with us today. Hey, hey, hey. Excited to be here. So you guys have heard from Gavin. Um, oh, it's been three or four months, I think. No, actually, our last podcast was maybe last month. You and I got to hang out and talk a little bit. Yeah. So um, you have heard from Gavin before. Gavin is the youth pastor at our UConn um Oklahoma Life Church campus and has been there for quite a few years. And um, I, I can't think of many people I like more than this guy. So wow, you are going to get to hear. You're, well, and that's, I'm just so thankful to hear that. Um, you, you guys are going to get to um, kind of hear, really get to hear two, two good friends talk about youth ministry. And um, this episode is going to be a little bit different than past episodes have been. And in, in the past and in most of our episodes, we may pick a little bit of a topic that we will then have um, someone focus on that topic and talk about whatever it may be. Sometimes just like last week, we may have a professional, like we had a counselor talk about a very specific topic topic and talk to us about students dealing with anxiety. And we'll, we'll do that. Something what we're going to do this week is we got quite a few questions from switch leaders um, all across different life church campuses, switch leaders from really every life church campus submitted different questions that they would just love to hear um, youth pastors answer. And so Gavin and I are not going to go through all of them, but we're going to go through some of them today. And then you will have the opportunity moving forward. If you ever have a question as a switch leader that you're thinking, man, I wonder how this would be handled, or I'd love to hear some thoughts from someone that's maybe dealt with this before, let your youth pastor at your campus know, and they can then kind of pass that along to us and get that answered right here on the switch leader podcast. So Gavin, let's go ahead and kick this thing off as we answer some questions. Um, and you and I can just kind of back and forth talk through these. And I'll let you kind of start with the first one. It is how can we better help students understand the importance of spending time in God's Word? Great question. Oh, so good. How can we help students understand the importance of eating food? How can we help students understand the importance of breathing oxygen? I think it's really a perspective shift type of question um, and just painting a valid picture. Like I, I joked on what is it, eating food or breathing air. Like it is so vital to really understanding who God is. Uh, like with like, it's not just God's word, but if we are big fans of John chapter one and being was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we believe God's word is more than a, a book about it's not how to live. It's not just God's story, but it actually is knowing him. Uh, so just painting a great picture. And actually, when we walk it out with them. Um, we don't tell students to go over there, hey, go and read, go and do this. It's, hey, let's read this together. Let's talk about some interesting things in the Bible. And reading plans with students is the best way to go. What, what, what are your thoughts, Josh? Absolutely. Man, well, first of all, there's no way I can put it better than that. Um, that was excellent. How do I help students understand the importance of eating food? Yeah, that's, I mean, one right alongside the other. Um, they're equally important. 
Um, actually, one of them is only important for sustaining this life. So the other one's more important. And so, <laughs> absolutely. Um, absolutely. That's so good. I, I think what you said there at the end, I, I just want to make sure that's really clear. We don't tell students, hey, you should read the Bible. It's no, we're a leader. When you're at Switch, you have a shirt that says leader on your back. That would mean that there are people following you. And so yeah. it, it is truly like it's our job to say, look where I'm going. Come with me. Like, follow me where I'm going. And so you have an opportunity to help students um, head in the right direction. And I mean, all of us do. And that, that can be incredibly rewarding. But also, um, that's that's how we that's how we lead is, is we recognize that we have to set the example ourselves. Um, really, really like that. I hope that everyone wrote that down. How how can we help students better understand the importance of spending time with God's word? In God's word, well, same as how do we help them understand the importance of eating food and breathing yeah. air? Um, yeah. So good. So here's another question. Um, what are some winning ways a switch leader can encourage their group to personally invite? Some winning ways they can encourage. So I'll, I'll kind of, I could kind of start off with this one. Um, yeah. I think that, I think it's something, again, it's that we have to recognize it's something we better be doing in our own life. So, you you know, if you're going to encourage your students to invite, you you better be living that out. And that would mean helping them understand, like, hey, tell them some stories of some people you invited. Tell Like, let them know, like, hey, over the last week, I invited um, the cashier at 7-Eleven. Like, we got in a conversation, and I asked them where they went to church. They didn't go anywhere. And I told them, man, you got to come check my church out. Like, I think you'd love it. This is when I go. Maybe you should come when I do. And help them see that... Um, not only do you do that yourself, but help them see some practical ways um, on how they could do it. And even on like, hey, there's really no limit to who you can invite. Like, don't yeah. don't don't think about it as like, hey, you can only invite the people who are really, really close to you and who you know really, really well. Like, no, <laughs> sometimes it's great for people who you don't know really, really well to feel like, wow, that complete stranger just cared enough to invite me to their church. Like, yeah, how, how awesome is that? So th- that's kind of my thoughts. That's huge. I think uh, incentivization is a great tool, but we don't just want to stop at incentivization. So like some leaders would say, hey, I'll get you a candy bar. You bring a friend to switch next week. I'll do this for you. I'll do that. All that stuff is a great place to start, but you don't want to stop with the incentivization. It's like you said, are you modeling it yourself? Do they understand the missional aspect of this is what like God's called us to do is to impact others. If you truly want to be a follower of Jesus, you're inviting others in on that journey with you. And you know what? Like, So that's great if you're a smarter player. But if you are a host team person in the parking lot and a student is bringing a friend with them to church every single week, man, let the youth pastor know. If you are an ops volunteer and running check-in team and like this same student keeps putting, uh, this person was brought by... Jamie and Jamie's brought so many kids for the year. Make sure you're doing something to reward that. Maybe it's writing them a card. Maybe it's telling the youth pastor because uh, what gets celebrated gets repeated. Uh, so I think there's multiple ways to incentivize to celebrate and also to point them to the hard aspect of we follow Jesus. So that's what Absolutely. we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Giving, giving incentives is like, it's not bad. It's just, but, but it, it doesn't right. need to be, it needs to be a part of that process, right? Like, yes, you know, it's you can, a tool. Should, yeah, it should be fun. Like, so that's, it's a way to make it fun. Um, but it's not necessarily the vision. And so without the yeah. vision, it's, it's not gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna bleed. So, um, all right. So I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip down a little bit. And this, this question is for you. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of looking through my questions here. Mm. I can't wait to um, hear you answer this one. Um, what is it okay to, what is, 
what are what is okay to talk about in switch groups okay so like what are some topics like <laughs> what's okay to talk about like if i'm a small group leader yeah. and i'm thinking through like what are the limits what's what's okay to talk about well maybe it's easier to answer like what's not okay like is that is that a route we want to go like what's in, what's in, what's not okay to talk about switch hey, i didn't ask the question somebody a switch leaders asked the question. I, I mean, right you know, absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we hope that switch groups get real. We hope that they get authentic. We also hope that they're fun. Like relationships aren't always in one gear. Uh, sometimes relationships, you need that. I'm thinking of like me and my wife. Like we have to have serious heart to hearts and really sharing what's going on. Then it's also important for us to laugh together, to celebrate the funny things that happen throughout our day. And all of that is part of the relationship. So I think it's important as a switch leader to recognize that we're after building relationships with students and pointing them to Jesus through those relationships. So not trying to get hung up on a certain gear. If you're like, man, we got to be 100% spiritual gear all the time, you're probably missing out some pretty like fun community building aspects of what your switch group could look like on the opposite side. If it's all fun and I mean, talking about he's cute, she's cute. I can't believe like if it's always, it's always guys and like guys and girls or boys, mostly it's like farts and arguing over athletes <laughs> or video games. Right. Like, uh, yeah, it, it can be those different things if they're younger, but really you want the topic to be open and let them know that, just creating a safe space where they can talk about their life. Yep, absolutely. I love it. I I am a little bit like when I read that question, I'm like, I wonder what was on their mind when they asked that question. You know, like, what are you like? What what, what were you thinking? Like, no, yeah, um, no. I when, when I think about that, I also think about, um, and this is something I've dealt with over the years, and, and it's a very valid question. It's like how how deep do I go? So like, right. if, like if I'm if I'm being transparent about what I'm dealing with, like, like I can only ask a student to be transparent if I'm also transparent. Right. So if I'm leading a small group and I'm saying, man, I want you to like be honest with me. It's okay. You can, this is a place you can trust. Well, I, I mean, if, if it's a place I can trust, then, then it better be a place that I, as a switch leader, am also trusting that they're Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I don't have it all together either. And so I think it's important. I think it's important that switch leaders know, yeah, like it's, it's okay for you to let your students know, like, yeah, I've been through pain. I've been through, I've experienced loss. I've experienced grief. Like I'm in a different, like whatever may be going on in your life. But I also think that it is important for us to understand the audience and to know, um, yeah, like if I'm, if I'm in a season where like I'm struggling in my marriage and maybe the youth pastor knows like, and they're working with us and we're like, we're struggling, but like we're, we're fighting for this. Yeah. That's great. And and we want you to fight for that. And we believe that it's great that other people know and you should be involving your community. But it's definitely not something that that necessarily needs to be a part of your switch group conversation. Right. Yeah. Because, because to to them, you, you don't know what that kid's going through. Like you don't know if they haven't already had parents that, that have experienced a season of going through something. You may have a kid in a group that's whose parents have been divorced and in their head they're going, oh, well, this must be what's going to happen. And, and while you might be going, no, it's just that we're in a season of, you know, we're, we're getting counseling or whatever that kid could go anywhere in their head with how bad that can be. And so I think that we could, we could take that with any situation, any, any other topic and know there is, there's a level of, of appropriate transparency. And so there's definitely Mm -hmm. a level of appropriate transparency. If you are being completely open about all the details of stuff going on in your adult life, 
then then I think it's fair to say you're being too open. Like I, you yeah. know, like I think that that would probably be fair to say. So there's appropriate transparency on what we're talking about. No, that's um, good. Yeah. So that was a good question. Here, here's another good one. Um, a little bit longer question. It's a good question. How can leaders create a stronger community within a group, uh, within a group chat, aside from Wednesday nights? Oftentimes when students are in a group chat, they are less likely to respond to those group messages. How can we improve the culture for students to feel comfortable to respond and engage in conversations aside from Wednesdays and in those group messages? Um, I can uh, I can start this one off. My thoughts are my thought my thoughts go straight to what are you doing outside of the group message to create relationship that would be meaningful in the group message? Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like when I think of my group messages with people that I'm really close to, well, it could be like my family. And actually, those are the group messages I don't want to be on. But I, mean, I think we all, like, you're like, you're like real, real, like, authentic. I love come it. On. My mom's probably listening to this podcast and my mom will just like send us, you know, these funny jokes. There'll be like little pictures. And I love you, mom. And I, and, and I love those pictures. It's just all the hearts and thumbs ups that come afterwards. That you're like, is this ever going to end? But you, right. anyway, you know what I'm saying. Um, so I, I, but I think about like the reason I have a group chat with them is because I have, they're my family, right? I have, yeah. I have, community with them. The reason I have a group chat with a group of my friends is because I have relation, significant relationship mm. with them outside mm. of the group chat. So I'll, I mean, I'll let, I'll let you kind of answer your thoughts or even elaborate on that. But, but that's kind of like maybe the surface level of where my thoughts go. Yeah. The, the, what's the group dynamic outside of the group chat? What a great way to put that. Like it's, that can't be the vessel of the relationship. It's gotta be a carryover. Uh, and so making sure that you're doing the adequate parts of investing in all the students to make them want to be a part of it. Uh, and maybe like I've seen in the past where certain like switch leaders were using the medium that was just wrong for their group of students. Mm -hmm. Like for whatever reason, they were not on board with a group me, but they started an Instagram group and they talked like no tomorrow. So it's a lot right. of it can just really depend on which specific students you're leading uh, and what they want to talk about. Like, are you only putting verse of the days on there? Or are you only asking deep spiritual questions on there? Are you adding other kind of relief value, uh, having someone come up with a YouTube video of the day? So are you fostering different different environments where students won't, don't just like, oh, okay, this is an announcement page where my leader just puts announcements on what's going on or stuff like that but where they are like oh I gotta, I gotta put this i gotta tell my friends i gotta tell my small groups about this this happened right. so right. creating that that kind of area it's good um yeah so just think outside the box just keep thinking outside the box um uh, this is for you this is a little bit lighter will we ever get a switch <laughs> app for our phones will, Gavin, will, will we, we ever will we ever get a switch app i am going yeah. to make a promise i'm going to promise that one day we possibly might definitely almost hopefully get a switch. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so interesting because even so when much we look clarity. at like, like switch online, uh, so much of what we do as a church is like depending on God sending the right volunteers, mm -hmm. the right leaders that say, you know what? I have this skill set. I have this margin. I have this 
way of doing it and starting to put that together. So it's really like a, a combination of a lot of different moving parts. It's not a, uh, an, an app is, is not a one-stop, all right, I'm going to handle this once, build the app, and it's good to go. It takes daily maintenance to keep something like that. Right. So it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal. But we know that God's empowered, like called the right people to our church, and it's just recognizing that your gifts and talents can be used. And maybe that's one way God's calling you to, to step up and, and serve his church through helping with stuff like that. So, so you're saying that we absolutely might possibly one day never or could soon have one time a switch app eventually. Absolutely. All of those things. Possibly. Accurate. S- yeah. Sign me up. Quote me on that. Exactly <laughs> that's what awesome. I said. So, hey, there's there's probably somebody listening right now that's going, I think I could create a switch app and then maintain it. So you just, just get on that. We're waiting on you. We haven't done it yet because whoever that person is that's listening right now, we haven't done it because you haven't done it. All right? That's... Mm. And then there might be a various other reasons as well. But sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah there's not a lot. We could answer a lot. That. I just wanted to make sure we brought clarity to that question. I knew we could. Good job. You did great. Um, <laughs> all right. So here <laughs> here's another one. What are some ways that we as leaders can continue to support and lead students in their faith in their faith intentionally even after they graduate? This is a this is a really great question. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I, I would love to go first, but you're like the discipleship lead students all the way through master. You may not, you may know Josh is the host of this, but he is one of the greatest pastors of students I know that we have in the organization for sure. So Josh, you give us your expertise like in this area for sure. I asked him to say that. We set that whole thing up and I asked him to say it like that. Um, so... So I, I will say this, when I think about that, I think whoever asked that question, I wish you were at my campus because Absolutely. your heads are right. Your heads are right. Um, if you're thinking, what do we do even when they're not, even when they have outgrown or you know aged out of this ministry, then you are thinking long-term and your heart is exactly where it needs to be. Because just because a student turned 18, graduated high school and is now in college does not mean that they have anything figured out. Okay, so, yeah. and I say that, yeah because I was once that age. And can I just tell you how terrifying it was? Like, do you just remember, like, it's like, I was like super excited, but also like, okay, but wait. So I'm just supposed to like go, wait, so wait. It was like the same day as when the doctor sent me home with my first child. And the doctor was like, you guys can take the baby home. And I actually said, are you sure? I said that to the doctor (laughs) because my wife, I was like 22 or three. And I remember thinking, we can't be trusted to take this baby home. I don't even babysit. Like, I don't know what to do. So anyway, I remember um, graduating and feeling that way. Um, I'll I'll tell you this. I, um, so I had a switch leader. I grew up in switch and I had a switch Mm -hmm. leader. His name's Jason. And man, Jason was my switch leader all through high school from ninth through 12th grade, invested heavily in my life and stayed in my life. And I got to be in Jason's wedding and Jason got to be in my wedding because wow. to Jason, our relationship, it, I'm not going to say it didn't have anything to do with switch, but our mm-hmm. connection to each other and his investment in my life for sure went beyond switch. It, it switch yeah. was, switch was the vessel that put him, my mentor and influencer and a person that, that helped me become the man I am today. And you can ask my parents, they will, they will back that to go, yes, they raised me, but they were so thankful that there was another guy that was willing to deeply invest in my life. And, and he continued to as a guy that was, that started dating, you know, like my wife and he was there in that season yeah. where I was, 
where I was dating her and, and, and that guy that was helping me do it, like that I would have questions or when I was like, not sure how to handle certain things. And down to the point that I remember when we got to our first month of dating, he said, Hey, are you going to do something special for like that first month? You know, it's yeah. like, you've been dating for one month. And I went, no, why would I do that? And he said, well, <laughs> sometimes, and especially girls, they kind of feel like that's, you know, that first month's worth celebrating. And I was like, yeah. Why? And he was like, don't worry about why. Like, you know, you just trust me. You need <laughs> just to do it. And do so, it. Yeah. so I went and bought her flowers, right? And I was a hero. And so, you know, like, but he was active in my life. He challenged me in my faith. And um, he was just a guy that had integrity and showed me what it looked like to live out integrity. And so when I think about like, how do we do that? Um, it just comes down to like, well, you, you're a follower of Jesus. And mm. just because they graduate doesn't mean their, their relationship with you should end. And they should continue to be a phone number in your phone that you give a call periodically and you check on. Even if they moved away and went to college, you you mean a lot to them. And so yeah. prove it, you know, keep showing up. Right. Time. Right. I, I think, man, you said a lot of gold right there. And you said the relationship doesn't just go away. But the key in that is to make sure that you had an actual relationship and not a business mm. transaction where you saw each other on Wednesday nights. Uh -oh. like, so much of the relationship has to do with how you invest in the students, not when they're in your switch group on Wednesday night. You could be the best yeah. Wednesday night switch group leader, uh, greeter, whatever it is ever. But if you, that's all you know students is, is the guy that sees me on, the guy or the lady that sees me on Wednesday nights, I mean, then you've missed the relational aspect of what we're hoping. Like you could be yep. here every single week and be extremely faithful. But if you haven't invested in the student outside of Switch, then you've, you've definitely missed the mark. I think what we, what we want to say is Switch on Wednesday nights is the starting point. Like that's the original meeting point. But if that's all you ever have, then you're probably going to always want more. For, like, man, I just want more for my Switch group. I just want them to be the ones that, that want to go deeper, that want to be the first ones up front worshiping. Like, great. Lots of those groups have had direct investment to see the needle moved forward, not just on Wednesdays, but on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, another way is maybe you invite them to come back after their senior year and serve alongside of you. If they're not moving away for college, so hey, join me Absolutely. and let's go. Let's go start to lead a sixth grade group. Let's start over again. Start the cycle over again, and yep. uh, you kind of be their their coach as they lead. Yep, I love that. You said it's the starting point. It made me think, you know, in scripture when Paul is talking about running the race, mm. and it makes me think about our own. So you got your own spiritual life, your own spiritual walk, and you're thinking about this race that I'm running. Think about that with your student, that, it, that when, when you meet them at switch, you're about to run the race with this kid. Okay. So yeah. you know that like we're, we're just, we're, we're getting you to the starting line and we're pairing you up with some students to run the race with. So you're, you're, you're still running your race and your own life and spiritual walk, but we are giving you the opportunity to allow some students to watch you run it and to follow you as you're running it. And so think mm -hmm. about it that way, not as well, these are just some kids that I like when I serve at the church, that part of my life, mm. like, no, no, it's, this is, this is your life. Like, this yeah. is it, man. Like, like it, it doesn't get better than this. Like, this is, this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus and to go and make disciples. So I, 
I love, I love the idea. This is a starting point. Absolutely. And that's, that's what, like when we, when you signed up to be a switch leader, we know that you signed up to like letting God use you in ways that you wouldn't have imagined. And Wednesday night is that starting opportunity. Go for it. Yep. Absolutely. All right. We got two more really good questions. Um, So one is, uh, this is really great about parents reaching out to parents. And I got a lot of questions about, about parents too. So this, this kind of encompasses a lot of those reaching out to parents is very nerve wracking, but I know it's an expectation. How can I overcome the awkward hurdle? All right. So this is, this is switchly is kind of mm. acknowledging, like I'm uncomfortable with reaching out to parents. Like it feels like mm-hmm. I know your kid, they came to switch, but like you don't walk through the door, like you drop them off or they just come up here and I got your phone number from your kid or whatever. Like, like, how do I get over that? So like, what, what are what are your thoughts when you process that question? Yeah, they are more afraid of you than you are of them. No, I'm just <laughs> like, no, no, that's, that's yes. like a go-to like textbook yes. answer. But the, the, the there's, there's some truth in that is they're just people. And I can remember uh, sitting down with, with a small group leader uh, and telling him, you know what? A parent really wants to know that their student is doing okay. Like they want to know that they're doing okay. Uh, and I talked to that small group leader. He tried to connect with a parent. It was He was a younger small group leader. First time ever doing this. Felt like a big deal. Uh, and the mom cried and wow. said, thank you so much. That's all I've ever been wanting to hear because he doesn't open up to us really well. But you letting me know that he's doing okay is what I needed to hear to know that he's in good hands, that he's growing, that he's got a safe place to talk about the things he wants to talk about with people that care about him and that have a godly, healthy perspective. Uh, and so sometimes we overcomplicate like what the parent-student relationship needs to look like and what they want uh, for us or from us. It Just go for it and just love them. And, you know, every parent might require a little bit different interactions. Um, I've got a young daughter. Like she's 17 months old right now. Uh, and if her and adorable, like, adorable. yeah, adorable for sure. If her life kids leaders, if the only interactions I had was when she like slapped a kid in the face, like I just need you to know your daughter, Lucy, she slapped a kid in the face. I'll be praying for her. if there's anything I can do. Just <laughs> mean, I'll be praying. And, and, and or man, Lucy bit someone today. You, uh, Lucy you body really, slammed another kid. I, yeah, right. absolutely. If that's my only interaction with her leaders, with her teachers, then I'm going to like be hesitant about, okay, this leader is just concerned with my students' bad behavior. Right. Um, do they see that there's a complete person there and not just a project? Do they see that there's potential and are they like really believing with me that God wants to do something incredible through my kid? Absolutely. I, it may, I was, that's exactly what the direction I was thinking is, are you thinking ahead of time? Like when you're thinking first interactions, like when you first meet your group of kids, one of the first thing that you should do in a group of students, especially new ones, is you need to pay really close attention to figure out what the greatest qualities are about them. So like, yeah. like you're looking and there'll be all kinds of things that you're like, man, this kid talks too much or this kid like has been getting in trouble or this kid cusses so much. Like there'll be yeah. different things, but you need to be looking and going like, yeah, there's going to be some negative stuff in, in every single one of us. But there right. are some good qualities and you need to put that next to their name in your notes. Just like um, write down their name and go like, like, okay, this kid, his name is 
Devin and like, here's some, some trouble that we have, like, or whatever, just so I kind of know what's going on with him, struggles in his life, whatever. But here are some things he's really great at. And then you need to communicate all of those great things to his parent. Yeah. And so you need to call Devin's parent or whoever it is. And your first interaction with him needs to be, hey, I'm Devin small group leader. I'm really excited to get to know him and you. I just wanted you to know, like, you have raised a great kid. Like he's, Devin is so great at X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. And do not let your first interaction with them be, hey, Devin body slammed a kid today at Switch. Right, right. And he smiled when he did it. Like, right? You know, so like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't let that be your first interaction. Like, look at the positive. Any parent, that, you know, like anybody that's got kids, they, want, they love it when people love. share the good things about their kid. Love, I, I had a parent, yeah. a parent I was talking to that their kids are struggling. There's been some really difficult stuff going on in their home. And it, you know, it was like, it's, it's sad. Like it makes me really sad. And I was talking to the mom and I said, I just want you to know, like when I look at the stuff that these kids have been through, you have raised some incredible children. Like your kids Mm -hmm. are influencers in our church. They love Jesus. And when I look at what they have had to overcome in their life, it is incredible that they have done it. And so while I know that Jesus makes them who you are, I just want to say you're doing a great job as a mom um, investing in your kids. And she said, you have no idea how much it means to me to hear that. And like that, parents need encouragement. Just like you said, they're humans. We all need encouragement. And so I think it's just knowing we're all on the same team here. Like every one of us is on the same team. Our job is to partner with them. They will not always be receptive of like wanting to talk all the time. But I promise you, if you come with compliments of their kid, they're going to want to talk more than they would if you didn't. So I think that's, that's really good. So Yeah, don't just blow smoke. Like get to know like the real strengths of their kid. Not you got a yeah. good kid, good kid. Right. Good, he's a good one. Good kid, he's so he's good. A good one. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. They they can probably see right through that. So, yeah. um, all right. Last question: How do you lead in the long haul? Multiple years with the same group without burnout. So, how do you lead in the long haul? You're going. You got the same group for lots of years. How do you do that without burnout? What are your thoughts? You know, it goes to your why. And I think we cannot over communicate our why and remember why you said yes to stepping in the switch in the first place. Um, and, and your why may shift a little bit, but if you can just remember what God has done for you, remember what God's doing in your own personal life. You know, sometimes you get so busy, uh, sometimes like, we just don't pause enough to reflect and recognize where God has brought us from and the honor it is to be able to serve and have tons of opportunities in the form of students walking to our buildings week in and week out, hungry for something. And we get to introduce them and help them grow their relationship with the God of the universe. Like that is special. Um, So never stop remembering your why and pausing and looking around and seeing those hands raise. Hopefully it's a one-time hand raise, but if there's repeat offenders, it's because they are seeking and wanting more. And that is beautiful. It is so beautiful to see students want more for their life than they're currently at. And man, that's something worth giving your life to. Yep, absolutely. You're, it, it's the heart. Is your heart in it? Is your heart in the right place? And if you start feeling like, I don't know if my heart's in it, it doesn't necessarily mean your heart's not. It could mean that you have not taken care of yourself well. It could yeah. mean that 
I created a culture and I created community and I really created a life group for these students that mm-hmm. I didn't get one for myself. And mm-hmm. I made sure they were fed, but I stopped eating. And yeah. so I think it's, it's us knowing, Hey, if you're going to lead someone, you're going to take care of people and you're going to, you're going to help disciple. You better make sure somebody's discipling you. You better make sure somebody's taking care of you and has your back. So, Hey, we, we got some great questions today. We will continue over future podcasts to, to answer a couple questions each week. Thank you so much to those of you that submitted questions, continue, like keep them coming and let your youth pastor know about questions that you have so that we can continue to, to chat about them and, and talk them through. If you are listening this week and you are not subscribed, what are you doing with your life? Mm. Like click the subscribe button so that every week when this pops up, every Monday when the new, uh, new episode drops, you get a notification and you can listen to the Switch Leader Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today on the Switch Leader Podcast where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,